Coming up in this episode, we've got a special guest, Tony from fbombbaggers.com. Of course, we'll be talking with him about the future of motorcycles and what he's doing in his shop, along with other random bullshit. So stick around. Welcome to Random Thoughts from the Road on the Ozark Rides Digital Network. Conversations about motorcycles, one of the best places to ride in America, the Ozark Mountains of Missouri and Arkansas, and of course, any random thoughts that pop into our head. And now, here's your host from OzarkRides.com, Craig Allen and Randy Lewis. I want to tell you about a legal team whose members are both experienced motorcycle riders and aggressive trial lawyers. Law Tigers. Now, Law Tigers is not a law firm or a lawyer referral service. They're a national association of motorcycle accident injury lawyers who are ready to assist you with your accident claim. Each Law Tiger has their own law firm. They have a great website that can help you answer a lot of your questions. So go to LawTigers.com and put their number in your phone. Law Tigers, motorcycle lawyers, helping riders find answers. You know, riding the long, lonesome highway or back roads aren't always the smoothest. Hitting the occasional pothole or rut can take its toll on your ride. Whether it has two wheels or four, keep Heartland Honda in Springdale in mind. They can service and repair your on-road or off-road vehicle. And when it's time for something new or pre-owned, Heartland Honda in Springdale can fix you up. Check them out online at heartlandhonda.com or give them a call at 479-751-7022. Heartland Honda. Work hard, play hard. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Random Thoughts from the Road. With me, as always, is Randy Lewis from BikeWorks in Urbana, Missouri, and we've also got a special guest today. We're going to just jump right into it. Tony from F-Bomb Baggers. They're out of uh, Rockdale, Illinois, just outside of Chicago. So let's just get started with it. Tony, tell us a little bit about what's going on in your world. Uh, yeah, my name is obviously Tony Juice, Juicin. That's an old uh, racing nickname because I was a former big street racer slash car guy. I grew up in the whole industry, and that name just kind of stuck stuck with it as you know we kind of came up if you follow street outlaws we that's like my main thing was always the car stuff and my, my old man was owned a machine shop at a park store so i like grew up you know working in the back my brother was a machinist so i was always around the engine stuff and whatnot and uh to be honest with you yeah i was a dirt bike guy and you know going into like early 20s my old man had he was you know the <laughs> the token hog chapter gotta buy everything from the dealer you know what i mean every fucking harley dealer bell and whistle you know this or that and he had four bikes and and what was a deuce you know he's you know he got the 03 anniversary electric glide and it didn't really appeal to me and then it just happened to be well, one, he wouldn't let me, you know, I think I was at that point, I was probably like 22 or something. So, like, you couldn't touch it. That was my deal. Like, you know what I mean? He, 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 that's how he was over there. But I'm six foot four, not to jump around and stuff. So, riding these bikes in general, it didn't appeal to me because of that reason. So, 
I'm just too tall and it was just too awkward for me. Shit, you just need a little more stretch in that thing. Well, exactly. So, like, <laughs> that's why those never did anything for me. And, like I said, he'd kick the shit out of me if I would have, you know, rode him. So, and and he went to surges one year and I did ride around the deuce, just, you know, ride around the neighborhood and shit. He, he knew about it, but I guess at that point he didn't give a shit. But it, it when the street glide came out, like, that in 06... I had had just, I had, we had a buddy that I went to high school with, who I'm still friends with, it was the Daytona and everything and all that. He had came up on, it was called an ultra ground pounder. And it was like a soft tail, the 21 front, nothing crazy stretch or not, you know, SNS motor, the basic stuff. And that was kind of the hot deal back then. So I rode that for a year. And that was actually when I had my, I had a high performance shop. So I was doing the car stuff and I messed around with bikes just that one blacking it all. It was actually one of like the first ones we blacked out and all that's the same thing. This is like Oh five Oh six or whatever. And then I wanted to sell it. And he goes, Hey, you know, you should jump on this website called Craigslist. Cause it was new. And there happened to be this American freedom chopper that was done for this local radio station. It was called, it was actually called the freedom of speech. And it was big, long stretch. So I'm like, what, and we got it for the deal. Cause the dude wanted. So like all he basically had to do was pay taxes on it and never rode a bike as like so that one was huge and i like kind of felt small on it so it was good and then like i said i just the baggers didn't interest me but then at that point when i got that one that's when my old man got the the street glide when it came out so then i'm like all right this is kind of cool you know what i mean it's not that it, it, it was like i guess you could have first officially call it was a bagger and it wasn't a dresser yeah. so like it kind of it kind of you know what i mean went to the the younger market and then one of his buddies out here had did uh, 21 and I think four inch bags from like Bad Dad or something. I think it was Bad Dad was like the only one making stuff at that point. And I was like, man, that's pretty badass, you know, that's cool. And then I kind of took it over because he had his electric guy and he had his, I think Ultra was the other one because he had like three or four bikes at every time. So then my buddy had did the first 26 out here and that was like, it was a cut frame and everything. We didn't know who to go to, nothing that. And, when he did the 26, it was a wild factor. You know, there was no one else had one around here. And it was like, you know, Chicago is still a big wheel market. Like, I want to say we are one of the first markets out here, at least, to, to start doing them. So so when I'd seen that, and even still, that back then, that was four-inch bags you could only do. You didn't have anything bigger. So it just still looked goofy, but it wasn't as bad because it wasn't 26. When he did that, that's when I started out mine. And then I always tell people it's, uh, it's still to this day is the same thing it's always a big dick contest you know once you do something <laughs> then your yeah. buddy sees it and he wants to do it more than you and then it's just back and forth and that's all his customers that come in it's the same thing they'll go out and like you know i'll introduce most some of the local company customers will introduce to each other and they end up riding when they go to the bars or whatever these you know bike nights and shit and then they get wasted and of course you know they get pissed well, they're stereo. <laughs> yeah there's exactly their stereo isn't louder and this and that and that's how it ends up but when that happened you know like i said i did that 26 and i'm mean, to be honest with you i look back now and i look at that bike and i'm like jesus it looks like a chopper and you know it, it just was brutal because that was the old neck there was no short necks back then and everything man but shit's come I a felt, long way since yeah, then, that's it, for sure. yeah it's it's crazy like you know you were using car stuff car air ride and then you know, I remember when Dirty Air started, I'm like, man, what the fuck are these dudes doing? Just going to make air ride kits. They're a bunch of idiots. They're not going to make no money. <laughs> and I'm like, fucking A. I'm like, Jesus, I wish I would have done that. You know? Imagine how many people did that uh, Corvette air shock system. And oh, now yeah. they're like, damn, I wish I would have yep. just freaking patented that shit. Yeah. You know, jumped in. 
In fact, that's what you did to my bike. You put Corvette yeah, air, yeah. shocks that's, in. That's all, that's all there was, yeah. So yeah, I mean, you, had, yeah. you had legends, but legends don't have the travel that you need, and they just, you know. And a freaking price tag. Yeah, that was the other thing. That was that was a, a hefty little tag on it. Yeah. But, but, yeah, I mean, that, that like, that first bike, it, it felt good because, you know, it was, I felt somewhat smaller, and it was a street glide, so, you, you know, a road glide's different because you can move the bars like a road king, but... I did that one, and then I just I was like, you know what, I'm gonna sell it, get my old man the money what he paid for it, and then if I have anything left over, I'll just buy another one and build another one. And and I was hooked up with the salvage market, so I ended up buying a salvage bike. We sold it to a guy in Hong Kong actually, uh, and it I do uh, won it off eBay. Hell yeah! I, yeah, I did another one, and that one was in Miami, and then I did a I helped a buddy, and then it kind of just like turned into a business after that because you know like it's just people hey dude you want to do this and i'm not gonna lie like for a few years you're working for pennies if not peanuts it's you know shit don't i know the difference in that yeah yeah it's like like rubbing pennies stacking pennies trying to make a dollar exactly what year did you decide to open up f-bomb uh i officially got the shop in 14 14 yeah it was 2014 so so i was living in the city so if you've been in chicago i I've always grew up in the South Burbs, Joliet, well, Burkina, which is by Joliet, and I broke up with my girlfriend, I, I was almost a fiance, and I was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to go live in the city. And, and then having one of those bikes, like, and especially downtown, like, that fucking helped a lot, I'll tell you that much, because the, these little fucking city girls, man, love the attention, love all the people taking pictures at every corner, <laughs> and that was, that was, like, the best move ever. So, so when I finally did bite the bullet, I'm like, you know what, I better move. I'd love to stay in the city and open something up, but it's just so crazy out there, pricing and stuff. So you're just kind of a dirty little mechanics boy, blue collar type of guy then, huh? Yeah, and I mean, I ain't fucking, like I said, man, I'm I'm true heart car guy and and vowed never to work on cars again because I hated doing that shit. (laughs) And then, then, yeah, what are we doing on the time to forget about bikes? We're back working on cars for the fuck of it, you know, just to to give you a break. I'm like, so what's your, what's your pick? What's your one bike? If you had to keep one forever, what would it be? We did, um, like, so I'm not a flashy guy. Like, the first few bikes I did, I hooked up with this painter over here through a buddy, and he did, like, crazy, not like, you know, mini trucks, and, like, was into, like, the old school 80s, 90s graphics. So we used him for graphics, and I didn't know, you know, like I said, I was new, so I didn't really know who to use and stuff, and he was a good dude. He just took forever. So we did a couple bikes, and then after those bikes took forever man i just i hooked up with another painter and i just got into the solid paints and i've always if you look at a majority of our stuff unless a customer asks i like to keep it clean and simple like you know i don't need crazy graphics everywhere and i get it if the customer wants it we'll do it but like i've always just liked solid color you know bikes like that and the, the one bike that is is more. St- yeah exactly and the one bike that i like it was just that gray it was a salvage bike too it was like a cement gray um it was it was a road king technically but it had hoffman's front nacelle on it like the race nacelle you know front fender was orange and gray like the frame was orange the wheels grew orange and oddball color we did gold leafing and variegated leafing on the side for the numbers and stuff like you wouldn't think it would work on it and it did and it's just like it's on the side of my trailer still it just, you know it wasn't crazy just different for me and i mean it's it sucks to ride any bike with no fairing sucks to ride far obviously but you know it's a nice bar hopper but yeah give me on a bike that i'm gonna ride far it have to be a, you know i hate to say it it all just stems into this whole too tall thing even still so if i jump on a road glide i'm still especially if i run the dirty bird windshield or something it's just right in your face yep. 
eye eye vision. You know what I mean? Blasting you, so you almost got. Dude, it costs to look cool though. It does. Like, <laughs> you're paying, yeah, you're 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 paying for it. So I mean, it, and it's funny now is like we would ride, you know, fucking all day on Sunday, and that chopper was a hardtail, man. And, yeah, but and, and I don't know how I could ride anymore without any music. Like, I don't care about exhaust. I don't <laughs> care how loud the bike is. My fucking head races so much. I think I'd go nuts if I sit in silence or ride in silence. I, I, I am in your camp. We did <laughs> yeah. we did our last episode about audio, and uh, I'm the guy that has to have music blaring. Randy's the guy that doesn't want to hear anything. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're a sociopath. Fuck yeah. you and fuck everyone else. Yeah. Uh, Just get yeah, me dude. away from you pricks. Too much too much shit going on around my head, man. I got the music. I got to have music on everywhere. Like at work, that's you get to the point where you listen to everything. Well, Lots that's it. Work. If I don't have music, then I'm starting to think. And if I start exactly, to think, yeah. I have... I end up spending money. See, that's what's crazy because I'm the opposite. Like, I've got a trillion things going through my mind at one time. And if I cancel it out with other bullshit, it's it's weird. I've got a bike with good tunes on it. You know, I'm not saying I don't listen to music, but shit, when I'm by myself, this psycho just goes running yeah. round and round and round in my yeah, mind. Yeah, but you're a borderline clock tower clown suit guy. You know? <laughs> But that's just me. So you're kind of, I don't know how I'd say, not necessarily cornered the market, but like that's one of the things you guys are known for is your banging audio systems, correct? Yeah. I mean, so, you know, I don't want to hate on anything, but I don't like the big goofy clown bikes. You know, we already get a bad rap and hits, you know, with the big Jesse wheel. J. Yeah. I mean, it's bad enough that we're riding around on the big wheel. So, like, I've always tried to make them look clean where I could get some dude that's going to hate on it and respect it. Like, you know, say, okay, that's not bad. So, that's yeah. always been our goal. Like, but getting into these, this SOS series and stuff like that, like that, st- like that, I go back to the race car thing is we were, we were big street racers. So, if a race car, if a race guy brought a race car that was on a trailer, unloaded it, make a hit one and then loaded the trailer back off and took off and said it was a street car against these street car guys that, that it wasn't <laughs> fair so when you got these audio bikes that these guys aren't riding these bikes around you know, oh, hell the, no. yeah, they're on dumping them in the trailer they're doing the audio system they're putting back in but the problem is that's cool do it but that shit's getting all the attention you know what i mean and it 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 like veers away from the bikes that are getting built to ride and you know be loud and still have the factor of everything uh, the, the thing about that is, in my opinion, you're going to have those audio heads that just eke out over that bullshit. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. And yeah, you know, it is pretty rad. You can make a motorcycle, you know, it's not an enclosed deal like a car yeah. or a truck or anything like that and bang like they are now. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Props. Hats off to you. But for the dudes that love motorcycles and like to have good audio, like they don't give two shits about that. Yeah. You're talking about guys here. banging 20 grand out in an audio system. It's like, ooh, wow, whoop de freaking do. You also turn it prick Once you hit 60 mile an hour, where's all that bass? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I exactly. can't hear my shit. Well, no, it's the same thing. We had a customer, he uh, did a stereo like four years ago, and we build them to be pretty damn loud when they're parked and still hit hard and, you know, get bass and everything. But then when you're going 70, 80 mile an hour, it's still fucking blazing loud. Well, he saw this dude in Sturges and he's like, hey, and I hadn't seen him in four years. Oh, man, I, you know, his car, his bike was hitting and I brought it over. He sealed our bags and all that. I said, well, dude, you know, when you finish, just be worried. You're not going to hear that shit top end. And lo and behold, he's, you know, complaining that, fucking, you know, he hit over 70 mile an hour. And he goes, I don't fucking hear shit. I said, yeah, you're driving around a giant subwoofer, you know, you're going <laughs> to. You're not going to have these little ones take over and feel everything. So, like, I always build, we try to build the bike. Same thing in the lay frame. I'm doing a lay frame because he wants it. That's fine. But 
I want to build it practical. I don't like doing the lay frame because it's just, you got to imagine when you have a lay frame, you're that much closer to the ground. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're, you're already, you're already limited in how high you can raise it up. And at least with the air ride, you can go up pretty good, but you're only getting like two, two inches off the ground when you do a lay frame. So like, I don't know, it, it, if you're going to bar hop and stuff, that's fine. But every day, same thing, everyday riding, I'm not, you know, that's not my style. Like, you know, we're dealing with guys that, they want a showy bike, but they want to ride it too, and that's why I want. And that's why I've learned. You learn. You learn something new every day, no matter what you're in it, and you, you, you know you learn by your mistakes and all that shit. But I beat the fuck out of the bikes before they go anywhere, just Hell because yeah. I want the shit happen to me before it's gonna happen to someone else, whether it be some little mistake or just some oddball thing to happen. Same thing, like a few years back we we bought a uh auction bike and just put all the stock tins back on it through full air ride on it had a 21 that i got from a buddy but he had it brand new with the tire never used it and a guy bought it from south dakota and flew in and he was going to ride it back i was like yeah no problem so he comes in and, and he gets it and i took it out and i go up up and down the street behind us it's not a well route route six it's called so you get up you know five miles and rip it i'll go up 85 mile or 90 mile an hour and hold it for a little bit and then shoot back the other way and I call it a day. And he gets, he takes it, loves the bike, blah, blah, blah. Gets like an hour out and he calls me and he's just like, Hey dude, he's like, something's going on. And he goes, well, I'm going 90 mile an hour. I'm getting this wine. And I'm like, fuck, I'm like, when the bearing go out or something, I'm like, man, wine. I'm like, all right, just do me a favor. He goes, he goes, it's only happening above 90. So I'm like, and just, start heading back and i'll meet you halfway with the trailer you know we'll meet it was uh, uh, uh mendota or whatever i forget the name of the city um the town so i met it halfway and of course i didn't get all the way it was like 95 or something it went to i didn't get up to 95 long enough to hear it so he brings it back over we check the bearings we check the rotor we swapped the bearings out real quick just because we had a bad bad brand new bearing and it's take it for rips so let's swap the rotor take it for or swap the uh the caliper thought the caliper was you know shimmed off or something just some bunk something weird end up swapping a whole nother rim and tire on it just a factory one and it, it's fine so i'm like all right something's up with it so i'm like dude i'm just gonna leave you wanna if you gotta get home can we just leave this 19 on there and then i'll ship you a, a new wheel or whatever when we figure it out he's like yeah and then he's like you don't have another tire to try i'm like no i don't think i do and macho looked upstairs and just it happened to be we had to take off 21 harley davidson tire we, I'm like, well, fuck it. Let's try it for shits and giggles. Throw the Harley Davidson tire on it. Boom. It goes away. It was a brand new fucking Shinko. T- uh, not Shinko. Um, blanking out on the name. Was it Shinko? Maybe it was. It, it, uh, brand new. Like I said, bought the wheel and tire from a buddy. Never used sticker on it everything. The fucking tire was bad from the factory. And it was, you know, just whining. Shit about happens, 95 months. Yeah. And like, I, you learn something new every day and you I beat the shit. I beat the living fuck out of them though, just because you want something to happen that's going to happen to you. Exactly. So, well, I got a question for you. Now, you've been doing this a while. You've made quite a name for yourself. Where do you see the industry going, say, the next five, 10 years? A lot of people are saying that, you know, the motorcycle industry, as far as popularity is, is winding down. It's dying out. I don't personally believe that, but uh, you don't see a lot of, um, TV stuff about them anymore. You don't hear a lot of. Here's what's crazy, and maybe I'm more into in tune to it than you are. But like, for the past three or four years, all you hear is all oh, baggers are dead. Baggers are yeah. dead. And I'm like, fuck that. I mean, talk to a bagger shop and tell me if they're dead or not. <laughs> yeah, it's been that's been like that for fuck man. Since like, and here, 
YouTube just kind of started. I <laughs> back to the street racing again. We would throw up videos. I was always a video guy, always into that stuff. So when I did the YouTube, I would just throw videos up of bikes, and that was it. And it just happened to build chan to build the channel in the beginning. So you get I I watch all the comments. You know it. You, it, like half of them are fucking haters and you know half of them are you know that's a you know what bike and you can't ride it and you know you get you get all these idiots so like every reply is i go go back to your fucking mom's basement just don't be pissed because you can't afford it and that's what it is <laughs> so like it it, it 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 i've learned i mean i'm older now so i don't hate anything i'll try to appreciate everything and if someone spent their money on it Hell yeah. I, what what is my opinion to it? They pay you when I pay for it, then I'll give you my opinion. That's what I tell these dudes. So it's been like that for a solid six, seven years, if not longer. Oh, it's faded. This is over. And well, you know, it's done. And I'm like, it ain't anywhere done. Like there's you're, you know, we're probably two percent of the market is riding big wheel baggers. That's you got a lot more to go. Oh so man, it's the, crazy. You know, yeah. Like I, I really like motorcycles and, and builders out there and guys absolutely doing just dope stuff. Um, you know, like I, I like two I like a lot of different stuff. Not just big wheels, you know, old schools, shit. I even like, you know, vintage metric shit. Yeah. Stuff like that. And like motorcycling is so vast you can't tell me that big wheels now all of a sudden are just gone you know yeah, shit they came out what oh four oh five was like really the first big wheel in arizona and then you know we're we're not that far removed the chopper craze went for freaking ever but yeah. you know we still talk about that like look at jeff cochran designs i mean he's still building old school shit indian yeah, larry yeah. they're still busy as hell building old school yeah. shit yeah, so you can't yeah. tell me it's ever really dead yeah and i think the whole chopper market kind of just well i don't want to say it flopped but it just when you had a chopper you didn't have a, a pure harley title you had an mso and then yeah. you know they were paying crazy money and loaning out crazy money for these bikes and then the fucking market crashed well it just it you know and it just happened to be that the bagger was kind of mixed in there at that point so it was like a you know it just it it made them extinct in a way, you know, and the baggers took over because it was a stock bike and it was a touring bike. And, and most people are getting older now. So you, I get a lot of customers that say, hey, I had a sport bike and I can't ride it anymore. I want something that's comfortable and, you know, music and looks cool. And that, um, that's kind of what, what it is. And man, that's perfect for us. I so, mean, the big wheels, the big wheels are still going to for sure be here. I won't ever do anything over a 30, 30, like same thing, 32 or bigger, nah. too, too clownish for me. 30 yeah. is my max. But I hated the fat tires when they came out because the 21s just didn't appeal to me. And, <laughs> and it, all, it all comes back to, like you say, the vintage bikes and all that, you know, the old schools. I, it, it doesn't, like, it sucks. When you're this tall, it, it's not, if it's not fun, it doesn't appeal to me. And I, if yeah. I had money to just throw away, I'd buy them just to keep them and show them and look at them and stuff. But if I can't ride it and be enjoyable, it's not, it's not fun to me. And I don't, you know, that's not my deal. So like, hence why when I do these big 30 bikes, I finally feel like a normal dude on there. And it's funny when you see a regular size guy sit on a big wheel bike, it looks like a fucking you know, a midget. Yeah. So, yeah. um, the, the, the fat tires, I didn't like them. The 18s, I I've only done one. They just look too smushed to me. The 21s, I'm like, eh, and we did a couple and I'm like, all right, they're kind of okay. When they did the 23, I'm like, all right, this is pretty badass. Yeah, so, you know, yeah. So like a, that, that does it for me. So you talk about an actual fat tire bike and I'm a nobody from nowhere. Don't know shit about shit, but back in, I think it was 2011, 10 or 11, I did a bike that now, I mean, everybody's like, oh, you know, that's pretty cool. But back then it was like fucking ridiculous. I actually took a 06 Kawasaki Vulcan Nomad 
I built big stretch steel bags, big stretch side panels. And we're in the Midwest. I mean, I mean, yeah. even more remote than what you are. And I mean, nobody had anything like this, but for whatever reason, I was like, fuck this, this, this might look all right. Threw a fairing onto it with audio in it. And I took a Harley 18 by five, five rear wheel, modified everything on the front to run Kawasaki legs. And that's what I ran on the front was an 1855 with a 180 millimeter tire. And then lo and behold, fucking native custom baggers. They're just absolutely raking it in and just killing it with those bulldog front ends. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of like the fat tire idea. I'm with you though. You know, like a 21 is kind of, it just, it just looks blase to me. Yeah, but a twenty-one is a yeah, twenty-one is the size of a twenty-three technically on the fat tire size. So you exactly. step it up one size, so exactly. a twenty-three fat tire is going to be the size of a twenty-six. So they they haven't done a twenty-six. I've talked to SMT, I've talked to Jed affiliated. I guess you got to drop a quarter mil for tooling and planking and Jeez. all that stuff. Yeah, and they they just said that you know they haven't had they, they, no one wants to do it right now because everyone's just buying the other ones and they do it in steps. So once they do that twenty-six fatty man, I'll never do a thirty again. Fuck that. I'll ride those because they ride completely different like it it's it, that extra little meat on the tire or that sidewall you're getting it makes a big difference like it's a 26 does, yeah a 26 stock's not bad versus a, a, a 30 a 30 will feel the bumps more just it's a big heavy wheel so um but when you do that 23 fatty it just even with air ride and everything it just like rides beautiful rides perfect like no issues whatsoever i'm so, sure you get it too but i always get asked the question well how how's it handle you can't ride that thing very well you can't you know cut corners or anything i'm like bullshit you can't yeah you got more meat on the ground if anything Frick, you're man. just you you feel so when i tell people so when they when they, so we're doing a lot of 21 fat tire smaller stretch not crazy price bikes that you know, some guy wants a pure custom bike but doesn't want to spend his money on a CVO and get a special paint job from Harley and look like everyone else. You know, what you, you get a, a custom look. It's just not a full crazy stretch. And mm-hmm. I tell them, they're like, well, is it going to handle different? I said, yeah, I mean, you're going to feel it when you go around the corners. I mean, put a bigger tire on your front of your car and put a skinny tire in the front of your car and see the difference in it. It's the same thing. Like, it'll grab more now because you got more meat getting down. So, yeah, different doesn't always mean worse. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, no one's going to do it to, you know, make the bike worse than what it is. So. Right. So I, mean, I don't think we ever actually really even answered it. So what, being a dude in the industry, you know, more so up than most people, where's it going? Man, I don't know, dude. I'm not good. Like, I'm not good. <laughs> I, fucking Shope. Shope is a genius, dude. Like, the dude comes up, comes with shit out of his ass oh, and, like, man. comes up with these parts. And I'm like, man, I, I don't have... Like I don't have that part of my brain. Working. You're too right-brained, I, huh? I guess it is. Like I did, I I did acid in high school and had a bad trip, and it fucked me <laughs> up. And I'm like, I think that's where my creative side came from of everything. But <laughs> I can't like, I can't pinpoint that. I don't know. I didn't see this fat tired shit going, and then obviously, you know, it, it is. So I don't, I don't know. I and I think the bubble is burst. Same thing going back to like most Harley guys or car guys. These cars have gotten so fast on and, and drag racing that it's not fun anymore. And then the bubble bursts and it's going back. So I think, you know, so they tried doing a 34 and I think like 12 people bought a 34. <laughs> and it was like, yeah, okay, that's too much. Like it's, it's coming back. So, I mean, I, I definitely think the fat tire, it's going to be around for definitely a long, long time. The big wheel, I, you know, I don't know it, it, if it will fade out ever. It, you know, I, don't i mean another 10 years who knows same thing when Shope did the soft tail shit i'm like dude i'm like i don't dig that 26 and 
don't look right. And, you know, I was like, eh. And then lo and behold, you know, they look badass. So yeah, they do. I'm the same way when new cars come out. Happy, you know, I see a new freaking GM or something. I'm like, man, that's fucking ugly shit. And then you know, three weeks in, I'm like, oh, that's kind of badass. So, <laughs> that's just the nature of the beast. Has to man. grow yeah. on you a little it's bit. The nature yeah, of the beast it is. Sure. Like, yeah. So I mean, I who knows? You know, it, it, I don't think I don't think the it's definitely. And I've read before that Harley is not like the the younger millennials and fucking hipsters and shit aren't into this you know they're not into motorcycles and stuff like that so that's why they're trying all these different sportsters and that the yeah. can bike and all that to like appeal to the younger crowd but you know the younger crowd ain't gonna spend the money that the older crowd is and we're all we're all getting older and you know we want something that we like and it's comfortable and bigger you know so like i, I don't see at least in my time you know, who knows how long I'll be in it again for more, how much longer and shit. But I, I absolutely gonna... love motorcycles, but everybody can fuck off if I have to ride an electric one forever. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I agree. I mean, I mean they're kinda, cool, they're yeah, rad. Yeah. It's thrust. I mean, all that shit, instant power. Yeah, whoopty freaking do. That's awesome. Yeah. Like yeah. it, engineering school, but not for this poor boy. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, the car market's going the same way. You know, yeah. look at. Ford's already jumping on that bandwagon and got yep. that one. Give me an old slobbering diesel truck and some badass hot rod and some gas guzzling motorcycle that doesn't look like it should run. Yeah. yeah. That's me. Then you're happy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, Tony, we sure appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to be with us. Uh, it's an interesting uh, take on what's going on in the motorcycle world, what you're doing, and, uh, you know, your kind of your thoughts on the whole world of two wheels anyway. So if you want to check them out, go to F-Bomb Baggers, just like it sounds. He also does a pretty cool little video channel on YouTube. I like his videos because they're just straightforward. They're not pretentious. Uh, you know, they're very interesting. What What's your um, YouTube channel? It's just, you just search F-Bomb Baggers. Just F-Bomb Baggers. And, and the same way, like... I don't, uh, I probably rambled on every, every which way and not, didn't answer any of the questions, but I'm not trying to portray a badass. I'm not growing my beard out super long and walking around like I work out. I mean, I do work out every day, but I don't work out with my chest sticking out like I'm fucking, you know, Billy Badass. I was like, when I started the YouTube thing, I'm like, you know what? I'll do the walk around and, you know, I'll talk about it. I'll try to stay on camera. And then I'm into the, the cruising shots and shooting, you know, usually I have to film because Macho doesn't know how to work the fucking camera right and get the right shots. <laughs> I'm all OCD about that stuff. So that's why I'm always making him look good. But yeah, it's just like you said, I'm, I'm trying to post more and more, and, you know, because YouTube will eventually take over, in my opinion, you know, the way TV is going and all that stuff. So I'm trying, I just... Same thing, like you're supposed to post, you know, ideas and, you know, a whole day event. It, and that's what sucks is I'm not a how-to channel. I put, I've said that before. I'm not going to show you how to do this. I'm not going to show you how to do that. Go look for other channels. This is my business. I'll show you the product and, you know, when it's finished. And, you know, like I said, cool cruising. But, you know, I want to start going. To, ever since I started it, I haven't been anywhere. I used to go to Daytona and Sturgis and all that shit. And then this thing took over, and it's just you get no life. But Randy knows all to... about that. Once <laughs> yeah. you start your own business, you don't have time for yeah. anything like it's, else. It's 24-7, man. Exactly. It, it, it sucks. But I want to be able to, because I've got the cool camera equipment and stuff like that, be able to go to these rallies and just record all that and make it you know, make it cool. And, you know, that's, that's the goal on that part. So, Well, Tony, I appreciate you being on for the podcast. If you fellows would like to hear some past episodes of Random Thoughts from the Road podcast, 
Just go to OzarkRides.com, go to podcast, and you can check out all the previous episodes that we have online. Thanks again to Tony from F-Bomb Baggers. We appreciate him calling in and chatting it up with us. So until next time, take it easy, ride safe, and stay on two wheels.